I'm Scott Matasato, the owner of Eau Claire Hometown Media. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to our podcasts that are done by locals for locals right here in the Chippewa Valley. And if you like podcasts, why settle for listening to one done by a person from, I don't know, Baton Rouge? Listen to somebody right here in your backyard. When you're done listening to this show, if you love dogs, and who doesn't, then you should check out our Dose of Dogs series, presented by Embark of Eau Claire. Just head to echometownradio.com and click on the Dose of Dog logo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Chip Chat, presented by Chip Magnet Salsa. Hey, as I always like to say, if you're going around the local grocery stores, if you don't see their logo at the start, keep it out of the shopping cart. Uh, Chip Magnet Salsa. Hey, it's uh, grilling season. It's uh, nacho season. Make sure you've got your Chip Magnet Salsa. Uh, the uh, mango habanero outstanding. Black bean salsa. You can just uh, eat that with a spoon. Maybe some garlicious. Uh, plenty of uh, recipes, by the way, head on to their Facebook account. Uh, they're always posting some great little photos of what you can do with their salsa. And again, it's uh, sold at all fine purveyors of food in the Chippewa Valley. We've got Jim from Chip Magnet Salsa with us for another edition of Chip Chat. Jim, how's it going? Oh, going well, Scott. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing good. Here we are again. It's the, the nicer weather season and it's I think everyone. Day. I think everyone's got the optimism now. It's it's kind of fun to 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 be able to go outside and not necessarily have a jacket on all the time. You know, I've been going sweatshirt for about the last two weeks. A couple days, it's been a little bit cold. It hasn't been great, but you know, it's it's been good. I've been I've been liking it. Now, again, this is the podcast that talks to local entrepreneurs and small business owners, and you've got a. Uh, a rather recognizable uh, name in the area. So, uh, person, this, this people... is a, he's local famous, okay? <laughs> let's let's say it how it is. This is, all right, Brian Bethke. You say his name, everybody knows who he is because the guy's been, he's been on local radio. He's been at every bar in the scene. The guy's music career is probably one of the better ones in town, I would have to say. Congrats on that. Yeah. And now, now, hemp and CBD. But you are just killing that market right now, aren't you? Yeah, we are, man. <laughs> so here's where I want to start with you, B, is let's take a look and say COVID mm-hmm. really messed up your life, didn't it? Oh, yeah. It totally changed. It's, Not only yeah. the shutting down of you know the economy, for the most part, with your career in yep. music and entertainment, but then you got COVID. Yep. Lost your voice. Yep. I Jesus, man. Still battling. <laughs> I mean, tell me, where, what what went through your mind? I mean, you couldn't get the unemployment. You mm-hmm. went, I've seen your fight, man. Yep. I've, I've couldn't seen even it. get a PPP loan. They would have gave me a thousand bucks to try to live off for the last year. And Jeez. yeah, it, it's, you know, it's just like anything else in my life. And part of being an entrepreneur is just getting back up and doing it again. Right. And <laughs> so I had a satellite business when I was younger um, that I caught Lyme disease that went unchecked for a long time. Oh, man. So they thought I had ms all this and that's how i transitioned into the music business so it was an illness that brought me there and then um you know I, I, you've seen my career i've played for a long time yep. been doing it for all oh, 15 years like full time now and um then once covid hit boom 
that was Nothing. cut off. You know, I was able to do a few shows here and there. You know, I saw, yeah, a couple um, web shows that you had at, at yep. uh, uh, Brew. Yeah, we did, a, uh, with the Broken Eights, we did some stuff at the Brew Pub. Yep. And I was able to do a couple live shows, but really not much. And then um, over Christmas, I caught COVID. My whole family did, because we all got together, because it's like, we've been locked away for almost a year, haven't seen each other, and everyone decided they would take the chance. And, well, no. <laughs> might have been the wrong choice, but we, we all got it. And I would already been battling some, um, like, bronchial issues. Oh, so, okay. So, on top of that. So, that took me took me out of the game. And then uh, I was one of the lucky ones that my autoimmune system kicked in overdrive. So, okay. it attacked my lungs. Um, I was coughing so hard, I blew out my vocal cords. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, that's that's Yeah, when your said, vocal no. cords are your career, yeah. that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you have them insured? I should have. You know? <laughs> I mean, you I can't should've. make money like that, but... You also had a backup plan. Yep. I mean, you've had this side hustle now for... Going on three years. Has it been that long? Yep. Yeah, it started in 2018 when the um, farm bill passed hemp as a federally legal plant. Because before that, you could do it under the state. And I just, with the banking issues, I wasn't interested. And so I'd been kind of getting burnt out from playing music. I was in the Broken Eights. I was in the Merryweathers. I was playing solo. I did a thing called the Gossips. And wow. then, uh, you know, just trying to be a family guy at the same time. And... I was getting burnt out with that, and I just I needed something new and creative, and not nothing much more creative than hemp. I yeah. mean, really, it's, and it's something that's so brand new to our market that it is so untapped. You're, I, I remember talking to you when you first got your first 500 seeds. Yep, and you were just starting to sprout them, and, and I'm amazed by how far you've come just in three years. When when you look at, I, I see. You document very well on social media. Yeah. <laughs> so I like seeing the plants growing and then harvesting, and I see you trimming, and I, I see all of this. And now, and I don't know much about this market because yeah. it, it's so new yet. And I would, I would love to make a salsa. I mean, oh, yeah. let's yeah, we'll figure talk. this out. Let's get together because <laughs> I, that I, I would love to do. But I, I see you harvesting. I mean, you grow everything right outdoors. Is everything organic? Yeah, it's not certified organic, but we grow everything organic. Um, you know, there's no chemicals used, no pesticides used. Okay. The land has been untouched for 20 years until I started growing hemp. And it's your land. It's Family my land, land yep. correct? Yep, yeah. yep. Okay. I bought this place, five acres. So I'm doing like a micro okay. grow, you know. Um, I bought this five acres and a house and another building on there um, almost 20 years ago now. Okay. Almost paid off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So 500 plants. Yep. Is a micro grow? Yeah, because for the CBD oil, I mean, under you need to have a thousand pounds to take to the, you know, take processor, the big processors and stuff. But so we're learning our own ways of doing things. Okay. Like we're processing in smaller amounts. I also work with a company called Everything Hemp that helps us like formulate stuff in their lab. Okay. You know, as as we slowly grow and and get the equipment to do it ourselves, but um, you know. You're doing all your own extraction, or you're trying to learn to? We're yeah, we're learning. We we started on a smaller scale to do like rubs and stuff like that. Okay. Um, they do extraction for us, and then help formulate the oil, so then we can bottle it. So gotcha. Um, and so it, it's a process. We're still working, and like we started the uh, seasoning and the uh, jalapeno um, hot sauce with my friend Stacy Hansen. He won. Like number one chef in lacrosse, so he must know what he's doing. He's got it right. Yep. And so you got hot sauce, you got grill seasoning, you you have all your CBD products, and they're yep. local too. I mean, if yep, you go into any of the CBD stores locally, you can pick up uh, some of them. We we kind of keep ours. Um, so I do two things. I have my online 
I, I have it in a couple stores, but I kind of want people to come direct direct to source okay. to me. Um, n- nothing against any of the CBD stores around here, but it's just like I don't know how how these people are flying if if it's totally legit or not because it's such a it's it's a wild west out there. It is. So I rather have people come to me, talk to me about it, and decide like, is this what's right for you? Because some people it might not be right for. Yeah. Um, so we got the gummies, we've got the the oils. Um, you know, we do sell some flour to people too, if, if that's what they want. Cause some people will cook with it. You know, some people will smoke it, you know, do whatever right. they want, whatever helps them, I guess. Are you focusing on any of the Delta eight? We have, um, <laughs> yes, a bit, not that is such a hidden gem. Yeah. It, it, like I keep it. I, I don't have it out there online for sale just cause it's hard with these with these companies where it's legal. Right. But um, uh, I, I don't want anyone to act to buy it online accidentally. <laughs> for me, right, yeah. Not knowing what it is. I mean, it's not like, it's Delta 8 THC. It's a derivative of uh, of the cannabis plant, which is hemp and marijuana are both a cannabis plant. Um, TH, Delta 9 THC is the one that gets you high that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Delta 8 uh, occurs in hemp. It gives you like kind of a euphoria. Probably if you've never done it before, it hits you harder. Like me... I just feel my aches and pains go away. Right. I feel a little more focused and just kind of this light buzz. Um, and I found it really helpful for myself. Actually, recovering from COVID, they tried all these things to get me breathing. And that's one thing that opens up my lungs and helps me, you know, function. And Now, did you do that in gummy form, edible? Did you yeah, do edibles. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because smoking, I guess, with the lungs would yeah. not be a good thing. Yeah, and with, with our company, there's a lot of people doing the vapes and there's a lot of people doing the smoked flowers and stuff. I'm steering away from that just... For the aspect of, I know it's a, it's a quick way of, of getting your medicine, mm-hmm. but just like, I'm just kind of steering people away. It's like, you can get it this way too, and it's just as effective, you know. When you did 500 plants your first year, what'd you do your second season? Oh, well, actually, my first year I did about 250. Oh, okay. So my second plant, our second year I did, yeah, almost 500. And then this year we're scaling down a little bit because it's, we we're working on, uh, me and my brother, we're looking at some land and a, and a big building because okay. we need the drying space. Oh, right okay. now I have my it's my studio slash hemp. Building. Your little shed. It's actually big. It's a oh. it's a thousand square feet. You know. Oh, okay. Never be, mind. Little shed. Yeah, it used to be a um, it used to be a architect firm called the Hawkweed Group, and they okay. hence the name. Yeah, that's where I stole the name from because okay. they did passive solar uh, buildings throughout the '60s, '70s, and '80s. They uh, when Soldiers Grove got wiped off the map by a flood, they rebuilt that town completely passive solar. Oh, wow. You know, and they've done a lot of stuff. And so it's a pretty impressive history. Yeah. And that that was their old architect uh, building. That's why I decided, like, to play That's pretty cool. homage to them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the hawkweed hemp. Wow. So, I mean, you're scaling it back. You're, you're doing oils. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing the gummies. You're, you're doing the hot sauce. You're doing the, the grill seasonings. Are you making money? Is it making it worth your time? Yeah, it's actually at this point right now um, with the music stuff. Being a full-time musician gets you so far monetarily. You'll unless you get a big break or something, you never jump over this same. You can you can guarantee be guaranteed so much money a year, but you're going to work your ass off. There's for pretty it. much a ceiling on There's, that. Th- that's what I found. Okay. I mean, I might be wrong. And then as you get bigger and bigger, more people start taking cuts, and it's just like yeah. So. With the hemp business, every year it's doubled in what it's made. 
So oh, wow. it keeps doubling. And I found last year before, you know, the year before the pandemic, where it's like, I'm trying to run this hemp business and I'm trying to do the music thing. I didn't realize how I was tired, how tired and burnt out I was I bet. until everything stopped. And then I realized, wow, I'm not doing well health wise <laughs> and I'm not doing well <laughs> mentally. And so now, it, you know, it's just like my business from when I was a younger like okay health took that for me this i'm kind of just leaving it to the side for now the music thing and uh focus on getting better and focusing on the other business and i'll probably go back you know but it's like it's going to be on my terms and it's going to be when i'm 110 percent, not when i'm like well i'm 90 percent there yeah you know yeah you don't want to give somebody a 90 percent show no I mean, we know a lot of musicians and i this i appreciate the music scene in the eau claire market mm-hmm. do you guys Everyone. I mean, all the bands that we watch, and, and, and including watching you play at, at different venues, I, everybody does a great job. And I, honestly, I miss that. I miss live music yeah. probably more than anything through this pandemic. Yeah. It's, it's been tough. Um, I'm impressed that you've been able to pivot. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things in business that a lot of people can't do. And you did it. While being sick with COVID, no voice, trying to do a podcast where you couldn't even talk. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, man? Yeah. But you're giving people the updates. You're, you're keeping up. I'd, it's You're kind of resilient, man. It, <laughs> I try. Well, you know, it's like if you got a good partner, too, that yeah. helps. Like my wife has been so supportive in my crazy ideas. Like, <laughs> I want to do this. Like at one time, I just like, hey, I bought a record-cutting machine online i gotta go to chicago and pick it up what you spent a thousand dollars on what and that was one of my failed business attempts we, we had bought this lathe cutting machine and you could cut records in real time so i was like well i can cut short short runs for people but it was wow. so finicky yeah you know and um i lost more money than i made on that but i sold that machine to start the hemp business so out of a failed business became another business and you got two choices when when you're down and life hits you it's like you can either sit there and be like, oh, poor me. Yeah. You know, I guess I'll just, you know, get the minimal amount from the government and just, just live my life and sit here in this poor me and complain. Or you can be like, okay, what can I do to change? Right. You know, what can I do to try to move myself out of this position? And like I said, if it wasn't for my wife being like, okay, you got another crazy idea and <laughs> you might you not go. see any money from it for a year or so? Okay, go, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> only know? one year. That's not too bad in business, yep. man. I tell you what. So when... Where do you see the hemp going? What do you what do you see yourself doing? You said you're looking at land. Yep. You're looking at expanding with your brother, correct? Yep. Yep. So you guys business partners? We um we will be. Okay. You know, it's kind of he wanted some land for hunting and you know, it's it's got like forty acres of tillable land and he's got a, a building there that we can use for the hemp. So okay. um it'd be kind of like I'm renting this from him. He said he'd you know, he'd be interested in getting in and helping too. So uh, just expanding to where like the customers I have where, you know, I could sell sell them so much and then I run out and then they got to wait until I grow where right. we can have a steady supply for them. Um, we have more room for processing, uh, for drying. Drying's the biggest thing. Um, okay. So it, it's just like moving it in increments, see where it takes us next, expanding with our with our oils and tinctures. And then, you know, if in the if federal cannabis, you know, if they make that legally fe- federally, you know, I would love to get in that on the medical side, too, because that's the main reason I got into it. It helped me. Right. So it's like, and I've seen it help other people. Like, I've yeah. seen kids who've been on, so drugged out, so doped up because they have seizures multiple times a day. Yeah. And they, they walking zombies, 
they take this oil under their tongue, and then all of a sudden, like three months later, they're seizure-free. Exactly. You know, and they, they're off all these medicines. And so that, and, like, we've got a dog tincture, too, where, like, dogs for, with hip dysplasia, just old age and stuff, like, they thought, like, I got a neighbor. She thought that they were going to have to put their dog down. This dog is out running with the rest of them now. You know? Really? Yep. I'll have to try that out. I got I got one dog that is just an asshole. Yep. And that helps with that, too. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's all because of his anxiety. Yep. So yep. that'll take that time. And then I got another one that's just so old, she can't see, she can't hear, and she just stands and looks at walls half the time. It's just So I'm going to have to try that, too. Yeah. Um, so you, you have a scalable business now. So you have, you're, you're working on this, you're, you're, you're working backward. My biggest question one of the most underappreciated professions in the United States is farmers. Oh yeah. You are falling right into that category. Yep. How many pounds of, <laughs> I'm going to say how many pounds of weed? <laughs> no. How many pounds of hemp do you pull out of your, your farm? And now equate that to making a living. Do, is it, is it enough? Do you need more? I know I'm going on a tangent here, but yep. your business amazes me because it's so new. Yeah, it's your the wild west. You're breaking barriers. You're 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 showing, and I, I hope you do get into THC when they make it federally yep. legal because that would be great. So, along with how many pounds do you get out of your crop when you work it? I'll let you answer that yep. first. How many pounds do you get when you're working 500 plants? It varies. It varies by year. Like my first year. Like, so a plant's not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like first year, I think I got 20 pounds. You know, you can get anywhere from 20 to 100 pounds, you know, between 500 and 1,000 plants. Okay. Um, the work, the hours that you put into trimming and stuff, I mean, that. Are you even making minimum wage? I haven't even paid myself. Well, I paid myself. <laughs> okay. I should say I have paid myself a little bit through through the pandemic just to offset stuff, but um, yeah, right now it's like my wife, like I said, you got to have a good partner. She's, yeah, she's with there. She sees the books. She you know she does my accounting and stuff. So like she sees where this is going, and we have just made a decision together that like, okay, that music money's gone. What do we have to budget to make it so this isn't hard to keep right. going, and that all the money from the business can go back into it. Uh-huh. So. Um, I, I do hire like my friend Stacy who worked the hot sauce up with, um, I do hire him like once a week to come over, you know, I pay him mm-hmm. for that and we've come to trim or to, uh, to like weed. help formulate or, okay. or, uh, you know, like we, we've been like packed for packaging stuff okay. and, um, just different odd jobs and just coming up with ideas. And, um, you know, I, I see it in, in by five years, I'm hoping to have a couple employees and, and keep it growing and. By then, the whole lot, because it's like it changes year by year. Yeah. You know, it's always something new, some new regulation you don't know about that you're struggling to, right. oh, i got to do this now. And Are prices also going down as more people get into it because there's more competition in the market? Last year was a terrible year. Oh. because Not this last growing season, the year before that. Okay. Because so many people got into it, and we had farmers that they thought they are going to make millions. So <laughs> they spent $20,000 to plant their field without getting contracts with people before. Without knowing anyone in the oh, business, no. they thought it was just like corn. You, you just harvest it, and you take it to a place, and they're going to get this $1,000 a pound for it. Oh, boy. So these people freaked out. Is that what hemp goes for? Is about $1,000 a pound on no, the no, wholesale like, market? Trimmed up, like indoor trimmed up, you can get uh, probably about 800 bucks a pound. Um, outdoor trimmed up anywhere between 25 or I mean between 250 to uh, 350 a pound. Um, Why is indoor more than outdoor? Because you don't have the... 
extra pollens and stuff in the air. It's just a little cleaner. Okay. Do you get seeds in your stuff from things being pollinated? Is Um, it male and female? We do all female. We get feminized seeds, so um, we try that. No one's growing near me. Oh, Um, yeah, you don't have to worry about cross-pollination. So so we don't have to worry about that. Um, But but that one year, it was like everyone grew, so they sold their stuff for dirt cheap. They were selling it for... Messed up the market. You know, like 10 bucks a pound for 1,000 pounds, and then people would just buy it, trim it, and then they'd turn around and sell it, and... So my first year, I sold out cheap. I sold out for a hundred bucks a pound trimmed. Okay. Um, but then last year, I just sat on it and uh, I trimmed it up, and I, I started dealing with this Craig Sutherland up at Sutherland CBD in uh, Superior. Great guy, and uh, like he so, does your extraction and. Um, no, he's just oh, got a. Okay. He's got a. He's kind of like me. He he's not a grower, but he's a processor. He's got a store. Okay. Um. So they've been buying you know quality f- flour for me and uh, another guy over in um, uh, Minnesota. So yeah, I've got a few people that'll buy for me and good you know they're when you find the people who are doing it to get you know the same way you're, or like in the small business arena there's so many guys out there especially the hemp to it oh, yeah competition it's like nah. when you work with others you give them deals you do that it's like that's the way to be and that's it the way is. it should be i mean i think that plant is it's an a medicinal plant it's um it's got so many uses and i think it's it's something that should be shared and, and appreciated together instead of like just about money and competition. Exactly. But there is money in it. There is money <laughs> yeah. in it. Are you ever going to go indoor? I mean, you just said indoor, you get what I, you know, 500 times more money yep. per yeah, pound. I, my plan, like if, if we get that um, building that we're looking at, um, my plan is to do an indoor there. Um, I did do a small indoor grow um, last year. Okay. But it ended up getting hot. So uh, you got to test it for THC. So oh, is that the in, yeah you lost in, one didn't you? Yeah, and indoor you uh, you have more because it's perfect environment. Yeah, you have more of a chance of it growing hot. So it's supposed to be point point three percent THC. Mine became, came back point four one. They said you can retest it, but the indoor grow was small. Yeah. So I just decided, you know, instead of paying another two hundred fifty bucks to right. have them retest it, I just destroyed it. You know. So you had how much time tied up into those indoor plants you have to figure from seedling to growing in in what they call a vegetative state and then going into flower yep and did you when you tested were they done with flower yeah they were in flower because you got to wait till they flower before they can test them okay yeah so you're looking at that how far were you into flower I was, well, I was three months in from the beginning. From you know? the beginning. Yep. And so, so I had a few more weeks left, but you still have to get them tested. And so when they tested, I'm like, well, I'm not going to, you know, because you got lights that you're paying for the electricity. Right. You got fans, you got dirt. And I was like, and it was getting to the point where it's like, okay, I'm getting ready to start my outdoor plant. So yeah, just no, kind of. No. So you're, you're out three months of work. Yep. Three months of work. Just like that. All the money in seeds, you know, all the stuff you put into that, you know. Can grow. you get crop insurance? Um, it's coming around. It's still, the whole business is still, why don't we come up with up that in the air? Yeah. Let's let's get that out there. Crop insurance. You can get it for just destruction. Like if hail comes in, but oh, okay. not for if it has too much THC. Okay. Yeah. So you can't get that, man. It's, just, it's amazing. Just what you're doing inside grows outside grows. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a, I have another business partner that I'm working with up in the Menominee market. I should get you two together. He's yeah. got five, six greenhouses now. And he does all hydroponic tomatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're trying to get this hydroponic tomato situation set up where that he can grow the tomatoes and we'll get a processing facility to do that. But if he could set you up with something that way, yeah. I, 
when you grew inside, did you grow hydroponic or did you? We did just uh, um, cocoa core. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then just feed. We do a um, with perlite. Yeah, with that's that, very airy, right? Yep, it gets okay. an airy. And then what we do is we get worm castings from uh, uh, Randy Keesler over in uh, Nielsville. He's got a worm farm over there. So you buy locally. So we buy a local worm Look farm, at that. and it's organic. Local. It's certified organic. So you make your uh, compost teas with that and okay. stuff, and that and that's what we fed them with. And hemp, actually, all you really need to do is give it water. Yeah, you can have the worst soil ever. I mean, you need. Well, it's called weed. Yeah, it's called so weed. So it's a weed. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know. As long as it's got the right conditions and, and plenty of water, it'll grow wow. like a weed. And But Wisconsin, you're limited, don't you think? I mean, what, what's your grow window here? Three months? Yeah. I mean, you're not you like know, Northern California. Because you, you're usually getting in, your stuff in the ground end of May, ju- around June 1st, and then you're harvesting by August, September, you know. Wow. Boy, and, that's, yeah, it, how tall do your plants get? Oh, I had stuff taller than me this year. You Did know? you really? And, you Excellent. Know, six, eight feet wide, and and I'm just wow. I'm still learning too. You know, it's like um, so you're just going to get better. Yeah, I'm hoping so. <laughs> do you trim all by hand? Uh, we have a machine that you can do machine trim, but then okay. um, you have to finish it up by hand. Okay. And that is the I hate that job. How many hours of trimming? Do you think you put in to that harvest that you only got like a hundred dollars a pound for? Oh God, um, I'd probably cry if I knew how much. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, are you months. even making minimum yeah, wage? Like, like months of sitting because I was doing most of it by myself. So months oh. of sitting there just trim, 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 trim until you, oh, you know, my goodness, until and you get sick of it. Is hemp sticky like marijuana? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it is sticky okay. and stinky. <laughs> sticky and stinky, huh? Yeah. Man, that is something. You know. <sighs> I'm so amazed at what you're doing right now that what I want to do is I know you designed this hot sauce. Mm-hmm. You're going to need bottling for that. Yep. I know a guy that has a company that bottles things. I know that guy too. <laughs> He's got a podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. I would be I would be honored to work with you on that because this is something in this market right now that you are a pioneer in, you know, this Chippewa Valley yep. that yeah, there's five of you guys, maybe, mm-hmm. in, in the whole area. And, I mean, you, you have a beer. Yep. With, um, tell us everything you have. Tell us so, who you're partnering with yep. and who so they're. We, we partnered with uh, Northwoods Brew Pub. Okay. They did our hemp IPA. Um, we did it first year with hemp seed, second year with hemp uh, flour, and then this year we did it with flour that I grew. So, uh-huh. so it's brewed in. That's out now. You can go get growlers of it down at uh, Northwoods. Um, and then... Uh, with the hot sauce was my friend Stacy. Uh, we were in a band called Merryweather's together, and we just designed it. And we're like, oh, we'll bottle it and get it out there and see what happens. And that's something we've wanted to expand. And then uh, what was the other part? The grill the seasoning. Oh, and the grill seasoning. That oh, was they... my idea. Okay. So because uh, we took, we grew a, a, a plant called a Master Kush Auto. It's not like the Master Kush weed. It's uh, it's a hemp version, MK okay. Auto they call it. Um, so it's got that really danky, skunky smell. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but we took that and we, we took what's called keef. You'd get the, you know, all the waxes and okay. terpenes off it. And, uh, we just mixed a little bit of it into my own recipe of a rub that I always use. Wow. And, uh, so it's like, it's a, it's a simple rub of like, you know, pepper. Salt. So there's no actual flour in it. It's just, it's just the There's keef. a little bit of, there's a little, you get a little bit of that flour in. Okay. But so, so it's, it's not like, like you ground it up and, yeah. and put it in there as like, like a oregano or anything. No, okay. no. Yeah. There, there's more of the keef in there and it's a, uh, it's got a, it gives it such a, 
kind of like a jalapeno bite to it, like okay. a spice. Uh, it's the strangest thing, you know, how it oh. works together, but like everyone who's had it loves, loves it. it. Yeah. Where can people get these? Well, right now, those are, those are pro- the hot sauce and that are products, like I said, we're, that are in the works. We okay. made them. Um, right now, it's like you can win them. You can down at uh, Northwoods. They've okay. got a few down there they're giving away, but like me and you need to talk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and I got people that can hook you up with the seasoning, too. I, I know yeah. people cool. on that side of it. Um, I, I'm, 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 really, I, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I mean, Thanks, you man. have overcome more than anybody really needs to. Um, Plus, with starting a new business at the same time, and you just you just keep going. Um, you know, I, I like this one podcast, and this will be my last question because Scott's staring at me like I gotta <laughs> get done here. He's been so quiet. Audible chocolate over there hasn't been saying anything today. Um, when you figure everything you've done, and you look at where what has been your your biggest what you feel to be your biggest failure that drew drove you forward and followed by what was your biggest success? My biggest failure was probably the satellite business I had. The okay. business didn't fail. Uh, it was, I was buying it from my, uh, my wife's stepdad. Okay. Um, it didn't fail. I mean, that business kept going on, but when I got sick with the Lyme disease and it took them five years to figure out that's what was killing me. Right. Um, I would, I failed at that business. I lost my ass, you know, like I lost $50,000 that I put in that I just Ugh. basically have the thing back. Yeah. You know? Um, that was my biggest failure. My biggest success. I don't know. Like that. My wife is still married to me <laughs> after 21 years. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's probably my, that's know. probably my biggest success. too. Yep. I've been able to keep her around. I've got her bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. So no, I appreciate you coming on. Thank hey, you very for much for me. this. Um, you know, everybody, keep your eye open because you're you're about to see some hawkweed hemp uh, hot sauce and and grilled seasonings mm-hmm. in the. St- Let's get them in the stores, Let's do it. man. Let's do it. Yep. We got this. So, Scott, thank you again for yeah, thanks, Scott. hosting us. I mean, you wanna you wanna say something? You got some questions? Nope, we're done. 